Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Inna alhamdulillah nahmaduhu wa nasta'inu wa nasta'gfiruh. Wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina min sayyati a'malina. Man yahdihillah falamudillalah. Wa man yudlil falantajida lahu waliyan murshida. Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallah. Wahtahu la sharika lah. وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون. Indeed, all praise and thanks belongs to Allah Taala alone. We seek His help, His assistance, and guidance in all things. He whom Allah Taala guides, there is none that can misguide Him, and He whom Allah Taala leads astray, there is none that can guide Him, except through the will and permission of Allah Taala alone. And I bear witness and testify that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad ibn Abdullah ibn Abdul Muttalib al-Hashimi al-Qurashi was the final messenger and prophet sent to all of mankind. O you who believe, fear Allah. Fear Allah as he deserves to be feared. And do not die except in a state of Islam. Do not die except that you are Muslims. Alhamdulillah. This is lesson nine in our reading of a tafsir. And today's verse, just a single verse, is Now, generally this is translated to You alone do we worship and you alone do we seek assistance. Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah who died in the year 671 Hijri, he says in this verse, is a return to the first person because up until this point in the surah is the praises of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and information regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the first now this is the first time in the surah where you are saying something on behalf of yourself yani in the first person before is all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen ar-rahman ar-rahim the most merciful to all of creation and specifically merciful to the believers. We keep going on something that is describing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but over here is the first time it's spoken from you by yourself. Now, Na'budu here, Imam al Qurtubi rahimahullah, he says, We obey. Over here, it means we obey. And he says, Ibadah itself is to obey and also carries the meaning of humbleness and humility. Ibadah itself is to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also it carries the meaning of humbleness and humility. Now Ibn Kathir rahimahullah who died in the year yeah, you're close. 774 who died in the year 774 Hijri he says Ibadah linguistically it stems from the f- word meaning humility and humbleness. Humility and humbleness in the Arabic language. However, he says, as for the context of the Sharia, it is a term that combines, combines what? Complete love, complete humility and respect, and complete. It is a word that combines all of these things. So, one person cannot say that he's doing ibadah, he's doing worship. Unless it combines all of these three things in it. Complete what? Love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That you're doing it out of love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
and in a state of complete humility and respect for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also in a complete sense of fear. Three things. Now Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah, he says, for the worshipper to state this is his affirmation of the divine lordship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the word that he uses is divine lordship. Rububiyya. So Imam al who says this? Qurtubi. He says, for the worshipper to state this is his affirmation of the divine lordship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, al-rububiyya. And the one fulfilling the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one's fulfilling the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he says, whereas all the other people worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So over here, it is that you are worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, which is what the essence of uluhiyyah, right? And you are singling out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as his position as the divine lord, which is al-rububiyyah. Now Imam al-Tabari rahimahullah, who died in the year 310 Hijri, he says, Iyaka na'budu, it means to you, O Allah, we submit, nakhsha, we submit to you, O Allah, and nadhillu, we humble ourselves, and nastakinu, we lower ourselves in humility. So over here, we are to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are humbling ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we lower ourselves in humility. This is what it means to say, na'budu, iyaka na'budu. And then he says that this is out of our affirmation to you, O Allah, our Lord. Why do we do this? To affirm to you, O our Lord, that to you is the divine lordship, ar-rububiyyah, specifically the term used. He says that this is why, again, is out of affirmation to you, O our Lord, that to you is the divine lordship, ar-rububiyyah, and it is to none other than you. As for iyyaka nasta'een, we took iyyaka na'budu, now iyyaka nasta'een, Imam al-Qurtubi rahimahullah, who died in the year, it's a test, yani, yeah, anjad, we're actually doing it, yes. 671, he states that this means that we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for assistance, help, and guidance. Assistance, help, and guidance. MashaAllah, the brothers today. MashaAllah, two brothers today. MashaAllah. Imam al-Tabari rahimahullah, who died in the year 310. He says, It means only you, only you, O our Lord, do we seek assistance from, for our worship to you alone. So we're seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's assistance for us to worship Allah alone. And our obeying of the commands at all times, to you alone and not to any other. Others, Imam Tabari rahimahullah, he says, 
from those who disbelieve in you. They call unto others in worship. They call unto others that they worship for their affairs, calling unto other than you. Which sounds very specific, very similar to what we see sometimes. But we're not going to get into that. We're not about that. So over here, Imam Tabari rahimahullah, he says, other than you, those who disbelieve, those who disbelieve, they call unto those that they worship for what they need. Not pointing any fingers. Imam Tabari rahimahullah, he continues. He says, so we are only seeking assistance in you, Ya Allah. In you. And what are we seeking assistance for? We are doing it in all of our affairs. In everything that we do. Sincerely worshipping you alone. Which is what? Why is this important? Why did we specifically bring you this? Is This is a form of worship. Al-isti'ana, seeking assistance, is considered a worship. It comes under ibadah. And over here, Imam Tabari rahimahullah, he is saying that we only do this to you, Ya Allah, seeking assistance. Now, the scholars have mentioned there are two types of seeking assistance. The first type is that which you ask the people, which they are alive and are able to do. So for instance, I got a couch, right? Now I need more than one hand or two hands to lift this 30 kilo couch. So am I allowed now to ask of the people over here, Habibi, I got a couch, I need to get it to my van, can you help me? It's like we got to go up like three sets of stairs. Is this considered as isti'ana if you go Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over here we say that it is permissible to ask the people. For when they are alive and that which are, they are able to do. When they are alive, so over here, one of my good friends, Faizan, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect him. So over here, seems like a very reliable person, you know what I mean? MashaAllah alayh. And so I ask him, Hawi, can you help me? He's alive. Can you help me with taking this couch to my upstairs flat? He says, yes, of course he does, because he's such a helpful guy, MashaAllah, Jazallah khair. So over here, he's able to do so. So this is not the same as me saying, Faizan, you seem like a very righteous person, MashaAllah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you, preserve you. You know what I mean? You wear a thawb real good, white as crisp. Can you make dua for me? He can, of course. But then I say, can you enter me into Jannah? Can you increase in my lifespan? Can you... Give me the protection of the angels. Can you? All of the things that he does not hold. So over here I am asking him, he's alive, yes, but that which he has no ability to do. Correct? Everyone with me? So over here this becomes what? Shirk. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection. So asking, other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for that which only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can do is shirk. Is a form of disbelief. And this actual act of asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this assistance is a worship. And that worship is not to be given to anyone other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma, 
He says, Only you do we seek assistance for our worship of you. So only you do we seek assistance for our worship of you and for all of our affairs. So over here, Ibn Abbas radiallahu an, his يعني, commentary about this, and we're going to get to his full يعني, sharh of this ayah, insha'Allah, of what iyakanasta'in means is that we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's assistance, only Him, for our worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for all of our affairs. Imam al Tabari rahimahullah, he says, when someone says iyakanabudu wa iyakanasta'in, Specifically, he says this is a supplication from the believer. This is a dua from the believer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have the assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his worship. For his worship. He makes this supplication asking for the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the remainder of his life Upon the worship that has been obligated upon him. So when you say it, specifically, it's not just that moment that you make that dua, oh Allah, we ask you, only you, for assistance. But you're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for assistance to perform the worship till the day you die. Till the day you die. Because you are not able to do any worship except through the assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, who died in the year. You said it one time. 774. 774. Imagine I'm just the dates and just making it up as I go. 774 Hijri, right? He says that Ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhuma, he says, This is the full sharh, the full tafsir of Ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhuma. On this verse, he says, means only you, O Allah. Only you, O Allah, do we single out. Only you, O Allah, do we single out. Only you do we fear. Only you do we have hope in. Only you and none other than you. And he says, Ibn Abbas, it means that we seek assistance in you for our worship of you and all of our affairs. Again, both of them? Both of them? Okay, both of them. Iyaka na'abudu, the tafsir of Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma, is only you, O Allah, do we single out. Only you do we fear. Only you do we have hope in. And only you and none other than you. SubhanAllah, powerful. You're just saying, Iyaka na'budu. Sometimes you don't even say the whole verse. This is the powerful meanings behind these verses, SubhanAllah. What does it mean? We seek assistance in you. For what? For our worship of you. To you. And for all of our affairs. Qatada, rahimahullah, from the imams of the salaf, he says, istain is a command. It is a command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to us all, to make all worship completely for him alone. 
Qatada rahimahullah from the Imams of the Salaf. He says that Iyakan Abudu wa Iyakan Astain is a command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to all of us. For what? To make all worship completely for Him alone and to seek assistance in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all of your affairs. Ibn al Qayyim, rahimahullah, who can tell me when he died? This is like bonus two points if someone's telling it. 751, Tabarak ar-Rahman, masha'Allah. This is why you're sitting here, masha'Allah alayk. Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah, who died in the year 751. He says, Only you, O Allah, do we worship. He says, It is built upon uluhiyya. It is built upon uluhiyya, which is singling out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in worship. Only you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, do we worship. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah says that this is built upon uluhiyya. And then he says, Only you do we seek assistance from. He says, is built upon al-rububiyya. Is built upon al-rububiyya. Singling out that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the divine Lord. Now, Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah, he talks about al-isti'ana. He talks about the seeking of assistance. He talks about al-isti'ana. And he says that al-isti'ana, asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this assistance, is, it is built upon two things. It is built upon two things. The first is al-thiqatu billah. The first is complete trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the second is Al-I'timadu Al-I'timadu That it is built upon the second thing is the reliance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The reliance upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So over here you are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his assistance. Why? is because you have complete faith and yaqeen in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That you are going to someone, you're going to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to a place where what? He has this ability. So you have complete certainty in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when you do that, you are resting your affairs upon him. You are saying, Ya Allah, unto you I go to for assistance, and I know you're going to take care of it. This is al-i'timad. When you know that you've asked him, he's going to sort it out. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to take care of your affairs. Subhanallah. Now over here, the word iyaka was repeated. Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'in. Why is the word iyaka over here repeated? Now linguistically, first and foremost, يعني, when there's a fi'l and you have to have, when there's an action word, let's just say, you have to repeat it for it to carry the same meaning. In the same effect. But يعني, Ibn, Ibn Kathir rahimahullah, he says the meaning behind it, what is it? Is that it was repeated to emphasize that which comes after it. It was repeated, iyaka was repeated to emphasize that which comes before the first and that which comes after the second. Comes after the first and comes after the second. So he says that it comes to mean. When you say, Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, he says, 
We do not worship except and only you. We do not worship except and only you. It's this emphasis that's put here. And we do not have any tawakkul, any reliance and trust upon anything except you. So this here is emphasizing that which comes both times. Now Imam al-Shawkani rahimahullah, who died in the year 1250, who said that? MashaAllah. I should have known. I should have known. I'm sorry I doubted you for a second there, bro. Imam al-Shawkani rahimahullah, <laughs> who died in the year 1250, he states that Iyaka coming before a word has two benefits. It has two benefits. The first is emphasis, and the second is al-ikhtisas. Al-ikhtisas is when you yani, ensure that something is uniquely singled out, uniquely specialized, uniquely specified. Right? So it's al-ikhtisas, specifically doing this. So it's also emphasizing and to single out and emphasize something. So he says that when you do this, with both of these meanings, how does this translate to in the meaning? He says that we specifically single you out with worship and we specifically single you out to seek assistance from. And what it also means at the same time is and we do not single out other than you nor do we seek assistance from other than you. So it's doing this ithbat, this affirmation and also doing a nafi at the same time. Which is denying that which is other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you affirm that which is to Allah and you deny that which is to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, another point comes of why is the word na'budu and nasta'in used here in the plural form with the noon? You're praying, you're reading Fatiha. So you are a single person. And you are saying, oh Allah, only you do we worship. And only you do we seek assistance from. Only you do we seek assistance from. So over here in the Arabic language, the noon that is used here, the plural form, is usually lit-ta'zim. Right? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions sometimes in the Qur'an, when he mentions his actions, he uses it in the form of a plural. Right? The royal we. The royal we. That we did this as a form of ta'zim in the Arabic language. As a form of glorification and respect and magnitude. So how dare you, you over here in the Qur'an, why don't you say, A'budu, I am worship, worshipping you Allah, and only you do, I asta'in. I'm talking for myself, how can you put this on yourself, of saying the royal we, who, who do you think you are? <laughs> Why do we use the noon here? That's the question, and this comes up in multiple tafsirs. Why is the noon used here, when only one person is reading? Now, Imam al-Shawkani rahimahullah Who died in the year 1250 MashaAllah Allah, I love you He says That this is done 
to express on behalf of the person making the dua himself. On behalf of the one who is making the dua himself. And on behalf of all of those who worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you over here are in this position of worship. So when you say, You are talking on behalf of yourself and on behalf of everyone else who worships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, and it has been said that because of this great and lofty position, what's his great and lofty position? What is he talking about? Al-ibadah and dua, that you're worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you're beseeching Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and as we took this as a conversation between you and Allah, we took this hadith. So over here he says that it has been said that because of this lofty position, this high position of the ibadah that you are upon, then it is not befitting in the form of humility to be done in the first person on behalf of himself. That's not befitting when you're on this grand scale. To be speaking in the first person, that's not humility. Exclusively to himself. Making it seem the act small. By doing that, if you had said, A'abudu wa asta'in, you're making the worship seem small. That you can carry it out by yourself. That you by yourself can carry out this worship and this asking of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his assistance. That you can carry it, it's easy. But then he says, but rather... By making it in the plural form, this is done as a form of humility and not of out of boasting and pride. So over here, using the noon is actually out of humility and the opposite of pride. Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, he says something, he has a massive chapter, a whole paragraph on this issue. But he ends it off with something beautiful. Right, so we're just going to get you the khulasa of Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah. He says, he talks about the issue, but he ends his statement with this. He states by stating that no one individual can truly worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a manner that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is deserving. No single individual can carry out the worship as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deserves. No one can do it by himself. And he says, and no one can truly praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a manner that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is deserving. He says, and worship itself is a lofty position that is a blessing bestowed upon the believer. So over here, the essence of what he's saying is that if you have to, for every minute of your waking life or your breathing life, if you, all you did was praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and worshipped him, this would not be enough. Allah deserves more. So you over here say, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ If you had said, أَعْبُدُ It wouldn't have been enough. It takes more than one. It takes all of those who worship. To praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that still is not how much Allah deserves. It's still not... Yani deserving of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deserves. So if all of you were to praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is better than you saying that I praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but it still falls short. So imagine if you had said, I, I worship you Allah and I seek your assistance. So over here, what is important to note is that this is done out of 
التعظيم of what out of magnifying the sanctity of worship itself and out of humility of that the, the one self is incapable of doing that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala truly deserves truly deserves now other things that have been mentioned regarding this verse ibn kathir rahimahullah he says that some of the salaf have stated that the fatiha is the foundation of the quran the fatiha is the foundation of the quran and the foundation of al fatiha is iyyaka na'budu wa iyyaka nasta'in the foundation that which it is built upon that which is يعني, you can say in some regards the most important you alone do we worship and you alone do we seek assistance from Ibn Kathir rahimahullah he states also some of the salaf stated some of the salaf stated and Allahu alam if I'm remembering right it might have been Hassan al-Basri rahimahullah that <coughs> the first Sorry, Hassan al-Basri is probably the, the one that comes after this Ibn Kathir says that some of the Salaf stated I said stick with that What did he say? That the first Only you Allah do we, seek, do we worship The first is to become free from shirk Is to become free from shirk And the second is to be completely reliant upon the might and power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to leave off your affairs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the first is to become free from shirk the second is to be completely completely reliant upon the might and the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to leave off your affairs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah who died in the year 751 MashaAllah, he wrote it down, he's smart He states in Al-Fawaid, one of his books إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ He says إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ In it, it entails knowing the path leading towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ In it, it entails Knowing the path leading towards <clears throat> that is leading towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what that path is is nothing other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nothing other than the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone by that which pleases him and by that which he loves. Right? The path going to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the path leading towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is that path? It is the path that nothing other than the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone by that which pleases him and by that which he loves. Nothing is onto that path towards Allah except this. And the second is and asking assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon this worship. So the path towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves and that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with. And to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his assistance upon his worship. Shaykhul Islam, Taymiyyah rahimahullah. A few people like it. Getting ready, right? Shaykhul Islam, Taymiyyah rahimahullah would constantly say regarding this verse as mentioned by Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah. He says, Iyyaka na'budu. You alone, O Allah, do we worship. 
he says that it pushes away and is a remedy of riya showing off and that it pushes away and is a remedy for pride and arrogance Ibn al-Qayyim he states that in this verse is a cure, is a dawa for these two things al-kibr Pride and arrogance And Arriya <coughs> Showing off And he says Which are The two diseases of the heart And that if they are not dealt with It will end up destroying the heart The quickest way to destroy your heart What is it? Al-kibr Warriya If you don't deal with these two sicknesses of the heart Then the heart is completely destroyed We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection, Ya Rabb. Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah. There's a lot of Ibn al-Qayyim. So I don't know why it just happened like that today, but khalas. Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah, he says, the secret of creation, the secret of creation, and the commands, the books, the different sharia, that the different legal frameworks, and the rewards and the punishments can come back to two things. Two words. What are they? Al-Ibadah And he says Upon the two Al-Ibadah Right? So asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his assistance So Ibadah, worship And Al-Isti'ana Seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's assistance He says upon the two Is Al-Ubudiyya and at tawheed servitude and tawheed singling out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in all of the ways that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala needs to be singled out he says to the point where it has been stated to the point where it has been stated that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed a hundred messages and four books to the point Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah is saying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed a hundred messages and four books and all of its meanings were carried in three books The Torah, the Injil, and the Quran And he says and all of the messengers, messages of the three Were conveyed in the Quran And he says And the message of the Quran All of it is found in Al-Mufassal In the short surahs And all of the, the messages of the short surahs <coughs> Of Al-Mufassal are found in Al-Fatiha so over here we started off with all the messages and all the books Then we went to the three The Torah, the Injil, the Quran Then we came down to the Quran Then we came to the short surahs of the Quran And he says and all the messages of the, the short surahs in the Quran Are found in Al-Fatiha And all of the message of Al-Fatiha Is found in one verse All of the meanings Of that which has come before Comes down to this This verse here only you, Ya Allah, do we worship And only you, O Allah, do we seek assistance from Now over here, we're going to end it with one last quote One last, some, when I read this, it was a gem, right? It was like Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah, he states That Shaykh al-Islam, Nataymiyah, rahimahullah, stated When did Shaykh al-Islam, Nataymiyah, die? 
728. 728. Doesn't count because we said it at the same time. 728 Hijri. Okay? So Shaykh al Islam said, as mentioned by Ibn al Qayyim, Rahimahullah. Shaykh al Islam, what did he say? That I contemplated. Imagine this giant having to think about something, right? Ibn Taymiyyah, he says, Shaykh al Islam, I contemplated. What is the most beneficial dua? What is the most beneficial dua? And he says, and I realize, I came to know what? That it was to ask for the assistance to gain the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To ask for the assistance to gain the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he says, and then I found it in Al-Fatiha, in the verse, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ He says, this is the, subhanAllah, the most beneficial dua. Why? It's because through this, you understand to get the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have to do what? You have to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you cannot worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except through having the assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ This is the closest path to gain the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Barakallahu feekum. Wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Wa jazakumullahu khayra. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This program was presented by Albayan Radio. The voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah.